0: about the 17th verse. Luke 15 and 17 says, When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food? And here I am dying of hunger. I'll get up and go to the father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired workers. So he got up, went to his father but while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him filled with compassion. He ran threw his arms around his neck and kissed him. The son said to the father, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Let us pray. Father God, we just thank you so much now for this hour. We ask now that your spirit have free reign in this place and us and through us. Be right we receive a word from on high, Lord God, because right now we stand in need of a word. God, we just need to hear from you. Speak to us. Speak to our hearts. Clear our minds. Let there be no distraction that we can't receive from you on this day what we need in our life. God, we thank you so much right now. We ask that your spirit just just, just have free reign, Lord God. Let us get out of our own ways. In Jesus' name we do pray. People of God, say Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Amen. This Black History Month, I do want to remind us that history is still yet in the making we are a part of history on this week we had our first nominated black female uh, nominated for the supreme court you do realize the supreme court has been in existence for 232 years amen i ain't hear nobody clapping (laughs) i ain't hear nobody clapping it to take 232 years to get out first. Amen. And, and 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 we may have to hold on to that clap because she's gonna catch something going through confirmation. Amen. But we're gonna believe that things are gonna proceed forward. Amen. Things are long overdue. Amen. But when you think about Black history my mother I, I tell her, I said you know sometimes you hate to give that extensive resume and talk about where you're born, where you went to school, where you did all these things and you list all your accomplishments because I've been in settings and arenas where you read all these things and then the person just never lives up to the resume I said so if I don't give you that information you don't have no bar set so I can't go low I can only go up amen (laughs) you got it yeah that's right so i can only go up from here amen but i believe there's a word from god but i did want to share a little bit more black history uh since we're in this closing of this month they give us the shortest month amen but anybody who follows me on facebook i i do black history 24 7 365 some of it we do in a legitimate way, and some of it we do in a fun way. And I'm here to tell you right now that you can't really celebrate black history, men, if when you were younger, your mother didn't cut your hair. It's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't go to no barber shop. You, you sat in that kitchen. Your mama got out whatever they called clippers. Or scissors or whatever, and gave you a haircut, ladies. I'm coming for you, because you you, you can't properly celebrate Black History, because these young kids don't know what I'm talking about. But if mama or grandmama didn't touch your head with that hot comb, you're not celebrating Black History. Yeah, yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm putting Vaseline all around ears,
1: and
0: and, scull you and burn ya. I mean, it's amazing how we we look at life now, and we have kids locked in their rooms all day playing video games, and they never come out. And I was sitting up here thinking, because you hear kids now talk about privacy. Here's some black history. You had a door on your bedroom, but you couldn't shut it. Amen, somebody. Because the second you tell your mama you wanted some privacy, they said, what privacy? I'll take the door off the hinges." that's black history. What privacy? You're not shutting the door up in my house. And that leads me to the topic of what I'm going to talk about today. There's no place like home. It was in 1939. When we first heard these famous words. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That little girl from Kansas. Had gotten blown off course. and Ended up in a place called Oz. Spent some time there. Had a lot of fun. Followed some munchkins. And even followed a yellow brick road. But after she had all her fun. She got to thinking about home. She had on a which is shoes. She said, if I clap these together a few times, close my eyes and say, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. See, some of y'all are not going to say amen right there because you live in a house that's not a home. As a preacher who I think likes to talk about relationships, I tie everything back into relationships and how we can teach it. And I thank God for my colleague in ministry. He's a lot more popular than I am And Darius Daniels, who preaches up there in New Jersey. But he has a book that talks about relational intelligence. So glad he wrote that book. I challenge all of you to read it because he teaches you that no relationship in your life is inconsequential. Some of us think that we meet people by chance and we allow people to come into our circle. And I'm here to tell you that you can meet somebody today and they can mess your life up by tonight. There are no relationships that are inconsequential. Even in my own personal life, I could say, hey, in the last few weeks, people have been on a roller coaster in my life. Some have come in, some have gone out, some want to speak to you, some Don't want to talk to you. And if we're honest here today, I think all of us could identify with the fact that we have relationships that we have not evaluated. And we give some people too much weight in our lives. This is what happens when you live can live in a house that you have yet to make a home because uh, 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 the reason that some of us don't want to go back to a place where we reside is because we know that a lot of times that's where we have our worst moments in our own home. Truth be told, scholars say that this son here, when he asked his father to give him everything he had, you can look at that in one of two ways. Because I don't know that any of us in life have ever done that. We've ever looked at our parents in their face while they was while they were uh, of sound mind and body and said, "Mom, Dad, could you give me my portion now? Because your lips are still facing this way." <laughs> yeah yeah i I don't think any of us have ever done that, but while we find humor in that as we as we are into twenty twenty two I don't take issue with that like I used to because I think there's a time and a place where we need to transition while we're still here rather than waiting for people to fight when we're gone, but i'm gonna leave that for a whole nother time. But then there's another scholar who says, you can look at it this way. When the son asked him for his portion while he was still living, it was customary in that times, and that happened after the person was deceased. So in essence, the son was saying, Dad, I wish you was dead. So that I can get my portion now. Here's where we start our our story. We start on the cusp of this son finding himself in a place where he had never been. And I'm going to tie this thing back in relationships And some of you going to go home And y'all going to think Maybe I need to break up with somebody <laughs> And that's alright Because then I done did my job The son came to himself And he was aware That I've got less here Than I had at home Watch this Some people got to leave home To find out that you should have stayed there Yeah, yeah. Some of y'all right now, when Monday hits, y'all gonna break up with your work spouse. Because your real spouse is better than the one at work. It's going over somebody's head right now. Am I talking in another language? I'm trying to help somebody understand. We got to stop playing these games. Because stupid games get stupid what? Prizes. Y'all better write that one down. Stupid games get stupid prizes. So this son in this moment realized that what I had at home, I should have never left because now I've come out here and as I look around me, I'm realizing I'm doing worse off than the people that used to work for my father. But watch this. Sometimes, and I challenge you, I I think it's a challenge that the beauty of this is it's important in this lesson that's not taught enough that this son left while the father was still living so that when he realized he made a mistake, he had a father to go back to. I'm talking to that 30-year-old that ain't never left the sofa. I'm talking to that 40-year-old that's still clicking the remote from the basement. That sometimes you need to leave out to find out what you're made of because mama and daddy ain't gonna always be here to pick up the pieces so the son left while daddy was still living went out fell flat on his face we find him in verse 17 said i'm about to starve to death because see when you got to do something on your own you, you you can't just go in the refrigerator with somebody else that went shopping and somebody else that made a meal, and you going over there and, 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 and fixing yourself a plate. No, 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 no. We're we not talking about that, we're talking about you have had to work all day, you, and you've had to establish some things for yourself, and then you realize that if you didn't put anything in the refrigerator, you can't get nothing out. So, so, so let me bring this in in 2022. This son went to the refrigerator. And he looked in there and he said, I, wait, wait a minute, the cupboard is bare. I, I, I didn't put anything in here. But the Bible says that he got up. My first point is this, you got to recognize you need to get up. See, some people are in a position or a posture where they're down, they're down. Some people are not down physically, you're down emotionally. You're still beating yourself up because you've done some, made some bad decisions, some poor choices, connected yourself to some bad jobs, stayed too long, got in some relationships where you shouldn't have been in, hung out there too long. And the the truth be told, it's two things that can take you down a a path that you don't want to go, and that's not having enough money and feeling like you can't take care of yourself, and being in a relationship where you don't feel... Feel no love. Them things that have you scratching a hole in your own head. Yeah, yeah. So 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 the son had realized he needed to get up. Somebody, under the sound of my voice, because there's more than two people in here, I know it's somebody in here that needs to get up. You 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 need to have that conversation with yourself that you've been down long enough. I love what, what the brother just said. He said the one thing that you do with a dream, you got to wake up. See, a lot of us still stuck in a dream because I believe this son had a dream. If he didn't have a dream, he would have never asked for his money and he would have never left home. So he thought he could do something better on his own. But the problem with getting a lot of money and not knowing what to do with it perfect example right here that's just like you getting an a state because grandmama and them died and they left you the house and then as soon as they die, you fighting over it and then you fighting over getting your cut and then as soon as you get your cut by the end of the month you back broke again because you thought it was better to go on a cruise or a world tour and you forgot and you didn't realize that you should have paid down your debt and now you coming back looking stupid but you got a nice tan. Yeah, yeah, so, so, so The son, he got up, he got up He came to his senses I'm trying to help you, somebody need to come to your senses Come to your senses, watch this You're not going to like what I'm about to say You're not going to like what I'm about to say Because it's going to mess with your theology Sometimes God Will give you what you ask for When he knows you can't handle it Yeah, yeah, yeah This son Got what he asked for you yeah, ask for it. Some of y'all praying right now for some stuff that y'all wouldn't even say out loud because it's crazy. And you know you ain't got no business with it. You, you shouldn't even want it, but you're praying for it. And God said, you know what? You've been praying that same old ignorant prayer for 10 years. I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to see what you do with it. God give you the very thing you asked for. And then a month later, two years later, six months later, you, you cry about the thing that you asked for. You all messed up behind the thing you asked for. And sometimes I believe God will hold that thing back for us long enough to try to redirect that prayer. But then when you keep on praying for it, you says, all right, you know what? Go ahead and give it to you. Let me see what you're going to do with it. He already knows. What you need to see So God gives you the very thing you ask for. Then you come back and say, See, I might be talking to that person that's been married four times. Cause you asked for the other three. <laughs> I might not should have said that when I ain't got my check yet. <laughs> <laughs> But it's amazing what God will give us when we ask for it. You know, I'm going to move along. I'm going to move along because there's five things I want to touch on. and I'm going to be quick on them. I thank you for your time. There's a scholar called Ralph Earl. He, he put it this way. There's five, there's five things he took away. One was this. He talked about the possessor. The son had Everything. Everything. He needed. And he said, Something is missing. Man, you better be thankful for the things you have. Be thankful for the things you have. And really ask yourself is that one thing gonna make my life any better? Is that one person gonna make my life any better? Or is this, you know what? I don't know. I'm 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 in that phase where I'm, 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 I'm I, you know I love the Lord but I still love hip hop. There ain't no amen's in here. Kevin Gates, y'all might not know him, rapper, he said, Isn't it something where some of you are gonna hurt the ones sent to heal you? Oh, that's deep right there because when you ever hear about people talk about relational trauma they always talking about what the other person did but you the one can't keep a man <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying me ain't got their fault too but I'm just saying I'm using this for an example everybody want to say, Holly, look at Holly Bird and see how great she is this ain't her first rodeo right, same thing with J-Lo About this thing. At some point, my point is this, at some point, you gotta have a conversation with yourself and say, where am I the flaw in this thing? Because even if it's not the flaw in you, you keep attracting the same people that's packaged differently with a different name, but carrying the same junk. So even if nothing else is internally wrong with you, you keep choosing wrong, which is a flaw. So he possessed everything and wanted more. Watch this. The problem with us is that sometimes we don't know what we want from what we need. I'm here to help you. You want a cheeseburger, but you need an apple. Say you on a road with me. <laughs>
1: ah.
0: The second point after being the possessor, Ralph talks about being prodigal. Prodigal simply means reckless in spending. It's funny to me how we look at this story and call this child A young person, simple-minded and ignorant because it blew everything we had. Why every tax season you getting another big screen TV? You got a 70-inch big screen TV in your bathroom. But we call him reckless. But then tomorrow, when you get the phone call from Capital One, you say you ain't got it. You gonna put something on it, but you got eight big screens. Prodigal, wasteful spending. Thirdly. After he possessed everything, he blew everything, he became a pauper. Meaning that he had spent everything, now he identifies as being poor because of his own choices. You know what's funny? All of us want to get from under ass student loans, but you took them out. Nobody told you to get hundred and. $80,000 in student debt to get a degree that you don't even work in the same field. See, I'm going to help you how to get out of student debt. And this going to be my last joke. See, the way you get out of student loan debt is just write you a letter, Send it to the government and say, listen, I got $180,000 in student loans, but I'm no longer a student.
1: <laughs>
0: Y'all might get that on the way home. It take, might take you 15 minutes. All right? But then you know what happens. After he spent everything, And was broke, he came to his senses and he said, I need to apologize. This is where a lot of us are going to get stuck. Yeah, Yeah. we want apologies. But we don't like to apologize. We don't like to apologize to anyone for anything. Matter of fact, I sat there and watched a story the other day. Uh, The woman said, you know what, if y'all want me to apologize, I'll say uh, say I apologize. I don't want to say I'm sorry. And that just blew me away. There many people will put on the idea of wanting to apologize to be sorry because they think it's the right thing to do. But if it's not genuine in your heart, it doesn't matter. Because if you have the same behavior, you've apologized with your mouth, but your actions say you're not sorry. Lastly, we fast forward to this, is that once the son had gone through these things, where well, he had possessed everything, he left it. Then he spent everything. Then he realized he was poor. Then he apologized first within himself because he had to say, boy, I need to get back to a place where I know everything I want and need is there because I'm tired of living like this. The story says that he was going home because there's no place like home. He started heading home and they saw him afar off. But watch this the father did not wait for him to come all the way. How many of you right now are so glad that you're still stuck in a place and you're doing some things? And because God loves you so much, he's not waiting for you to come all the way. He'll meet you there where you're at, in your mess, while you're still going through your stuff. So this father went out and met him where he was and watched it. This is where we get messed up. There was the other brother still mumbling and grumbling, talking about something. Why are you rushing out there to him? I've been here the whole time. And he didn't want out there. Did. You didn't gave him his. Now, he coming, basically, what he coming back is to get some of my stuff. <laughs> because he didn't waste it his. But the father had to say, son, you've been with me here the whole time. Whatever you've got, whatever you need, there's more of it. But your brother is ready to come home. This is where churches fall short. When somebody that went out there and bus hell wide open. See, some of you gonna have a struggle right now because a lot of people, because of COVID, they stopped coming. Well, it really wasn't because of COVID, but that's what they're gonna say. So then when they come back a few years later, are we going to embrace them because they've been missing in action for five years? Because now they realize that there's no place like home. Because, see, I'm sick and tired of people running around leaving this church, joining that church, and saying, this is my home church. That's my home church. But don't nobody know you. I done ran into people when I said, what's your pastor's name? And they can't even tell me. Well, you ain't at home if you don't know who the head of your household is. And, and and so when you've got people who don't understand where home is, then it's going to be hard to get up and run back to that place where everything you need can be found. I'm just thankful that when I've been in some dark places, some tight spots and difficult times in my life, I had sense enough to understand where home was. And I'm going to say this and then I'm going to close. Black history. we got to be careful because... We 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 train ourselves that when a teen becomes an adult at 18 I'm telling you it's 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 steeped in the black community. You ain't got to go to school, but they say you need to get out of here. And then we wonder why we got generational Maybe that's one of them. Maybe your child at 18 ain't ready to be on their own. I'm not saying they're not or they can't be. What I'm saying, I think sometimes we prematurely push and make kids feel like they got to. So they run out, live just like this prodigal son. But then because we put up a wall and say, you can't come back, make it, then we get mad when they fall and fail and don't succeed because we've created an insurmountable mountain for them that need not be there. Tell me where that's at in the rule book that you got to leave home at 18 that you can't stick around just a little while long because maybe some of your kids need a little bit more. The story is teaching us that one son had it, but the other one needed a little something extra. If you got more than one kid, I'm telling you right now, you to put a little extra love on one of them than you did the other one because one of them is going to need something extra that the other one got years ago that you still got to keep loving a little bit longer, a little bit harder, because they're not getting it. And how dare you send them out there to have to fall on their face in pig slop to come to their senses and then come running back to a locked door. This father taught us that when he found out his son was back, he not only rejoiced, he fed him, cleaned him up, and welcomed him back. I just wanted to remind somebody there's no place like home. Let us stand to our feet.